Welcome to Lakers Carpool. My name is James Brooks. I'm your host. Thanks for joining me on my drive to work this morning. So we got a lot to talk about. A lot of Lakers basketball to go over. Um, we're going to go over the Lakers got a big win against the Nuggets on Monday night. Uh, we're going to go over what to expect from the Lakers tomorrow against the Kings and a look around the league. So let's get into it. So the Lakers got a win. I'll say it was a big win against the Nuggets on Monday night. It was a close game. Kyle Kuzma with the buzzer beater to win the game 124 to 121. Um, that was awesome. I mean, there's obviously a there is a caveat with the win because the Nuggets didn't really play their starters down the stretch. And the Lakers did, or at least they were playing around with the the lineup with Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Kuzma. Um, but it was good to see the Lakers finally get a win. They had lost three straight up until that point, which, if you've been listening to my previous episodes, isn't a huge deal. In some ways, I was thinking or hoping that that might help the Lakers in terms of getting some other teams into some other um, spots in the Western Conference to kind of strategically place how the playoffs might end up. I don't know that that's going to happen, um, but the Lakers getting the win against the Nuggets um, in theory could have could help if if the Rockets are able to to keep winning and take over that three seed in the West, but we shall see. Anyways, back to the game. The Lakers' um, offense finally showed up. So that was that's that was the big takeaway, the big positive of the night. Um, the you know LeBron, Anthony Davis both had twenty six, twenty seven points somewhere in there. Uh, Kyle Kuzma had point had was in the twenties in points. Um, so it was a you know overall it was a good offensive game. I think Danny Green shot three for three for five from three um overall the team we were in the 50 percent range from the field and i think high 40s from three so i mean i'll take that any day um you know and obviously you're we're asking why why was it so close with the nuggets especially if the nuggets weren't playing their starters but uh it turned you know it turns out the nuggets also shot well and the Lakers' defense was a little bit subpar, to say the least. Um, so, not to jump into the negative too quickly, but it almost seemed like the Lakers were focusing so much on playing a good offensive game that they just were not, their heads weren't fully there uh, for defense. You know, a lot of backdoor cuts. Um, some missed assignments, missed switches, and the Nuggets were able to get some easy baskets, especially down the stretch in the fourth quarter. There was a, there was a few too many easy buckets, unfortunately. Um, but, you know, the Nuggets are a playoff team. They're, they're the third best team in the Western Conference. So, like, they're a good team. Even, even with them playing their, you know, resting Jokic and, and not playing all their starters down the stretch. 
they're still a good team. Um, I would have wished that the Lakers could have pulled away a little bit in the fourth quarter. Unfortunately, that didn't happen, but a win is a win. And I think at the very least, it's a morale morale booster um, as we head, head into playoffs. So I'm... I mean, I can't get in. I can't. I can't say good enough things about how Kyle Kuzma's been in this bubble. So I'm happy. I'm happy to see that they ran a play for him to to close out the game. And and I mean, it's great because it was a. I mean, what? It, it was a perfect time to try that out. Obviously, in a game-winning situation between LeBron James, and Anthony Davis, you'd think at least one. Well, you'd think one of them would be taking that shot instead they had LeBron inbound the ball to Anthony Davis LeBron cuts to the left around the arc Kyle Kuzma comes around Anthony Davis slips it to him behind the three-point line and Kyle Kuzma sunk it so it was you know a lot of people have been like who would have who would have thought Kyle Kuzma would be the go-to guy or the guy to hit the game-winning shot and Anthony Davis and LeBron would be used as decoys. Well, I mean, I understand that sentiment from the standpoint of, like, LeBron James and Anthony Davis are the stars on the team, so you'd think that they would be taking the last shot. But, I mean, if you've ever watched a Lakers game, you know that that the Lakers are always trying to get Kyle Kuzma the ball at, like, halftime or the end of a quarter for that last-second shot. I don't know if that's just... A coincidence that I've noticed, but it seems like Kyle Kuzma is comfortable with those uh, buzzer beater last second shots, and the Lakers have for a while have been boosting his confidence, getting that, getting trying to get him the ball in those moments. So I'm, I was not totally shocked. I definitely wasn't expecting it. I was. I was expecting LeBron or Anthony Davis to take that last shot, especially because the game was tied 121-121, so we didn't need a three in that spot, so, and we had four seconds left. So like, we could have made something happen to try and get close to the basket, try and get Anthony Davis a, a high-percentage opportunity. Um, you know, so a three, I wasn't expecting us to try and go for a three necessarily, but I also, when I saw that they decided to try and get Kuzma the ball. I wasn't totally shocked because the Lakers have been trying to do this for, I don't I mean, ever since Kuzma's rookie year, he's been, um, he's been trying to take last second shots and stuff. So, I mean, I don't know if it's the coaching staff. I don't know if it's Kuzma himself saying like, let me give me the ball. Let me try it. Um, or what it is, but this has been something I think in the making for, for many years. So, I'm excited. I'm excited that that happened to give one to give Kyle Kuzma more of a confidence boost. I think that he's he's been shooting and playing really well. I think a lot of a lot to do because being in the bubble there's no distractions. And I don't want to like assume less of Kyle Kuzma that like he can't handle regular life playing in the NBA and that he's too distracted because I don't know if that's true. I think a lot of people say that because they just assume it's true. But it could be. Because, I mean, the one difference between how things are now and how things were, the big difference is that he's stuck in 
basically a bubble, you know. So I, I think I would hate to assume that because I don't want to like look look down on him or anything like that. But but there's no distractions at the very least. So I mean, no distractions. He's just playing ball, and it shows. You know, it shows that he's he's zeroed in, focused, and trying to help the team win a championship, which is awesome. It's awesome to see that from such a young guy on the team too. Um, so this this win, the game-winning shot, I it doesn't mean anything in terms of standing standing or seedings for the Lakers, but I hope that it does provide the team confidence and a bit of a morale boost. You know, I kind of I wish that I could know what the Lakers, what Frank Vogel and LeBron and Anthony Davis have been saying to the team these last three or four games um or ever since they they clinched the one seed in the west because i i've been very i've been very curious about what their strategy has been or if there has been one if it's just been like trying to trying to fix rotations or trying to like experiment with rotations or if they're straight up trying to prepare for playoffs or or what it is exactly, but because I, I really don't, you know, there's been some people freaking out about the Lakers losing three games in a row and how they lost those games and who they lost the games to. And I just don't, you know, I don't personally hold too much um, up to those games. You know, I don't, I don't, those games don't worry me too much just because I'm assuming or thinking that the Lakers just aren't trying that hard because why expend too much energy or why risk injury if you don't need to you know winning those three games isn't the goal winning a championship is the goal so if you're getting reps if you're getting trying to get into game shape then that's awesome that's great so um it it is a bit worrisome still obviously Lakers barely squeaking out a win against the Denver's bench unit down the stretch but winning it you know winning a game getting that confidence back can be more um beneficial than we could even imagine so so uh, huge performance from kuzma which is really the most important you know because anthony davis lebron james they're gonna show up i'm not worried about that they're you know they'll have off games here and there obviously everyone does but they're gonna show up and the big question has always been who's the Lakers number three guy who's their who's the guy that can score when LeBron and and AD are either on the bench or having a bad scoring night or whatever and the fans I think the team you know we've been looking to Kyle Kuzma to be that guy for for some time now and it's awesome to see that kind of finally coming to fruition, at least through these um, seven seeding games so far. So that's been that's been um, awesome to see, and I hope that they can keep the momentum once playoffs start. So that's the big takeaway from that game. Um, be excited about Kyle Kuzma, even if you're still worried, because. I mean that's what and the thing is like every every good team has lost games and or has had close wins you know 
The Clippers barely beat the Blazers the other day. The Bucks lost to the Rockets. You know, so, so like good the the top teams in the NBA have lost close games to teams that are not as good as them. So it's not like the Lakers are the only team that have lost games or that have had lapses in looking, you know, that, that haven't looked great all the time. So I we have to take what we can take from from these games and I don't think that it's 100%. We can take 100% from these games to judge how the Lakers are going to fare in in the playoffs. So the pieces we can't take offense looked good, that's great. Cal Kuzma looked good, that's great. And then defense could be better and I think, you know, I mean the Lakers had one of the best defenses in in the NBA before the before the shutdown for for COVID. So I there's no reason I mean I get that we lo- that we lost Avery Bradley who is a uh, a staple in our defense and in our, in our starting lineup. So like that is going to hurt. So so I'm not you can't expect that the Lakers are going to have similar defensive performances as they did during the season because they're missing you know they're missing one of the one of their better defenders but I still think that Anthony Davis should be defensive player of the year he's a great defender LeBron James as we saw in that first game against the Clippers um, of the NBA restart LeBron James can lock can still lock down the best of the best in the NBA Um, and then you know from there obviously I mean like Dwight Howard can be a great defender around the rim. JaVale McGee can be a great defender around the rim. The The real worries are, you know, Kuzma, Deion Waiters, the guys on the wings, can they, you know, can they stay in front of um, the better wing players in the NBA? And like I said in my last episode, also good point guards, especially because we're missing Avery Bradley. You know, Avery Bradley could could lock down a Damian Lillard or uh, Russell Russell Westbrook. You know, like he maybe he's not going to like be in his shorts all game, but he can help impede him from you know, Damian Lillard just scored 61 points last night. Um and like Avery Bradley isn't going to stop Damian Lillard from getting a ton of buckets, but he could at least impede and, you know, would be a good defender to stay in front of him and to, to get in his head and whatnot. So um, defense definitely could be better, but I think that we will show up when it, when it counts, when it matters. Lakers Carpool is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First off, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast as well, with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So let's move on to the the game the last game of the seeding rounds 
which there's not much to talk about because there's not much to expect from the game. The Lakers play the Kings on Thursday night, tomorrow night, and the Kings have been eliminated from playoff contention, so they're not playing for anything. The Lakers have already clinched their spot in the playoffs, so they're not playing for anything. So we can definitely expect that the Lakers won't play LeBron, won't play Anthony Davis. They might not, they, they probably won't even play any of their starters. This will be a game for um, for the bench guys. It'll be, you know, J.R. Smith will probably play. Um, THT will play. Uh, Austin Cooper will play. Uh, you know, the guys that are, like, deep bench guys will be playing in this game. So diehard Lakers fans will be watching the game no matter what. But if you're a casual fan, probably won't be watching. No offense, but um, it'll be you know it's always the things to watch for in that game are the young guys, you know, just to see what they can do. I'm not sure who the Kings. I don't know if the Kings will be playing uh, their starters or not. But regardless, it'll be fun to see the young guys, the guys deeper on the bench, um, to get some playing time see what they can do on the court and a win is a win so it's always good to win so if the Lakers can win they'll be awesome so let's move on to talking about around the league what's going on especially in the Western Conference so as of last night the and this could possibly change just because the games are happening like at all hours of the day now um by the time that this episode gets released, this could be different. But as of right now, at 6.42 a.m. on Wednesday, August 12th, um, the Grizzlies, the Blazers, and the Suns are all tied at their record for the eighth seed in the Western Conference. So... The Grizzlies play the Bucks for their last game, so that means they'll probably lose. Although I would be hard pressed. I well, actually, Giannis might get suspended. I was gonna say he might just—they might sit him for that game. But last night, Giannis headbutted another player. Um, he was—they were kind of like jawing at each other. And Giannis, like, walked up and, like, it wasn't, like, an insane headbutt, but he, like, put his face into him and, like, you could, he definitely hit his head, hit the other guy's head with his head. Um, so that that might mean he might get suspended. I don't know if it'll just be one game or multiple games or what. We'll see. But the Bucks will be probably without Giannis regardless whether he gets suspended or if he's just, um, they rest him. So that helps the Grizzlies' chances. They might. They. It's not a. They're not. It's not a for sure thing that they're going to lose. But of all the teams to play in the last game, while you're trying to vie for that eight seed, it's. It's a. Uh, doesn't look great. Um, let's see. I don't remember off the top of my head who the Suns or. The um, Blazers play in their last game, but let's find out. 
Blazers play the Bucks. The Blazers play the Maverick. Wait, I thought they just played the Mavericks. They play them again? My bad. Looks like I just can't read. The Suns play the Mavericks, and the Blazers play the Nets. So, of those three games remaining, the Blazers have the, I mean, the, the worst of the teams that they're playing, that one of those teams is playing is the Nets. So, the Bucks or the, the Blazers definitely have the best chance of, of winning that last game. The Mavericks are a solid team. Luka is killing it. So, but the Suns have been hot. They're they're undefeated. They're seven and zero so far. Um, they've beat some pretty good teams, so they could very easily win that game. Especially the thing is like it's the last, it's the last game. So I mean, teams at this point, teams are going to be are going to be doing. They might be strategic. You know the the Clippers tried to lose to the Blazers a couple nights ago. It didn't work. They ended up winning by a couple points. Um, but teams in the Western Conference want the Lakers to play the Blazers in that first round. So the it's in the best interest of the Mavericks to try and win that game against the Suns. Well, I mean, not maybe not their direct interest because they might not get past the first round because they're playing the Clippers. But the... It's in the best interest of Western Conference teams for um, for the Lakers to play the Blazers in the first round. So the Mavericks wouldn't be surprised if they tried to win that game or if they didn't like purposefully try and lose the game at least. And then the other teams, the Blazers play the Nets and the Grizzlies play the Bucks. Those are both Eastern Conference teams, so... I mean, the Bucks would probably want the Lakers to have a rough road in the playoffs in case they meet them in the championship, so they might purpose, purposefully try and lose the game. I don't know. Maybe I'm just talking crap. Maybe they, maybe no teams are doing that. Um, but it would it would definitely make sense to me. I think so. Um, obviously, they're not doing it like obviously. They're they're just doing it by playing their bench players and not playing their starters, but. Um, the Blazers probably have the best chance of winning and taking over that eight seed. And then from there, it's between the eighth and ninth seed uh, playing game. So the eight seed team only has to win one game, where the ninth seed team would have to win two games um, in order to clinch the eighth spot. So. If the better team, like the Blazers, is in the eighth seed already, then that makes it a lot easier for them, you know, because they just have to win one game. Whereas, had the Grizzlies been able to hold on to the eighth seed, um, and then play like play the Blazers in the planned game, they could they could win one game. You know, even if the Blazers won the first game, they all they have to do is win a game. You know, so like it was more possible or probable that it could happen because winning two games in a row is, you know, not always the easiest thing to do so it looks like that's probably not going to be the case though so it'll be really fun to see those are the things you know so like like I was saying the the Lakers Kings game is going to be 
Um, less interesting to watch. There's going to be less to watch for. Both teams have nothing to play for um, in that one moment, in that one game, so to speak. But the things to watch for that Lakers fans should care about is that how the how the seeding is going to play out uh, for the eighth seed and which teams are going to win. Um, you know, the Blazers just squeaked one out past the Mavericks last night. Unfortunately, I was hoping the Mavericks would hold on and win, but um, the Blazers squeaked one out against them. The Suns, they've been on a roll, and the Grizzlies have been playing terribly. So it's really – it's a really um, – it's a fun race. I mean, it sucks. Honestly, it, for Lakers fans, for the Lakers, it sucks because the Lakers – won't they'll be the last team to find out who they're playing in the playoffs of the entire NBA so you know that's a nice way to treat the ones in in the Western Conference but it just shows how much uh, competition there is currently in in the NBA but also the Western Conference specifically there's a lot of a lot of good teams a lot of competition so like it from a basketball standpoint it's awesome it's a lot of fun from a Lakers standpoint it kind of sucks because you can't, you have to just have less time to prepare for the series, both mentally and and physically. I mean, whether it's like watching tape or practicing certain schemes and plays or or whatnot, you know. So, so that's kind of a sucky. I try not to dwell on that because it does kind of suck. But the thing about the the Lakers, I mean, basketball is a lot. Of, it's easier than, like, fo- say, football to prepare, um, I think. You know, you can – you have less – it's less of a chess match than football is. Not to say that you don't have strategies and you don't need to prepare, but I think that the Lakers will be fine. They've played all these teams multiple times, so they know – they do know what to expect, and they've schemed out certain things and strategized certain things. So, like, it's not like they're—it's not like they would be going in blind. Um, so, it's not the worst thing, but it's just like in a normal had the NBA not been shut down in a normal situation, the Lakers would have clinched the one seed, would have been able to kind of coast into the playoffs, and would have known who the eight seed team was going to be because had things stay the same. It wasn't likely that any team was going to actually take over the eighth seed from the Grizzlies, and um, there wouldn't have been the playing game either. So, all that being said, it'll be fun um, to see how the Western Conference shapes out in that eighth seed, and I'm really excited to see what happens. My pick, I think the Blazers are going to take it. Um, I think that the Blazers will take the eighth seed, and then I'm not sure how it works between the Suns, I guess if the Suns and the Blazers both win and the Grizzlies lose, then one of those teams would be, uh, I, I would think they'd both be either 8th or ninth. I'm not sure how they decide that if they're tied, though. I guess it would go to series um, record, probably. So, my guess is, let's just say Blazers 8th seed, Suns nine seed, um, and they have the playing games, and I think the Blazers end up clinching that eight spot. So the Lakers are probably expecting and planning to see the Blazers in the first round of the playoffs, which is 
not what Lakers fans were hoping for, especially with their how they've been playing, playing as Damian Lillard in the first round. Um, it's not ideal. However, um, it'll definitely make for a fun series, and the Lakers will, you know, I think they'll still win that series, and it won't be, they're not going to lose in the first round, but it just makes things a little bit harder for them. So, excited to see what happens. Um, excited to tune in. Sorry, a little distracted. There's, it looks like there's an accident on the freeway. Um, but I'm wrapping things up anyway, so thank you so much for listening to this episode of Lakers Carpool. If you liked the episode, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Please share it with your friends on Twitter, Instagram, wherever. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Lakers Carpool. You can find me on Instagram at Lakers Carpool. I hope you have a great rest of your day, and go Lakers. Lakers.